Hey, 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 everyone. Hola. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. Now we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Drag, Drag Race España. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. Everyone, thank you so much for waiting yes. for the pod. We know that we've been a couple of days late and it's really just Tom's fault. <laughs> so now fault? that we got that out of the way, let's move on. <laughs> Woo, glad I got that off my shoulder. Oh, what I a know, burden. You, you, you bottled that one up, didn't no, you? No, look, we had our, as you know, we had our Split in the GNT tour podcast um, across the UK. We went through uh, all of the Oxford. Yes. <laughs> through the Manchester, through the Birmingham, <laughs> through so many so many places I've never heard of. Uh, ended up in Oxford, did the podcast there for All Stars, um, did our we thing. Did. We did. Uh, and then we went straight to London. Yes. And then we had a... Um, well, you know, I, I thought we were going to do a podcast in London. Well... Let's face it, you were pretty pooped on Sunday evening, weren't you? So, on Sunday evening, I had a uh, a little fitness comp out in Ealing, London. It uh-huh. was the Turf Games. It was fun. It was it was cool. It was great. It was a really fun day. You performed amazingly. Yes, Tom, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised at you, all. You no. were... I admired your skill, determination, yeah. speed, strength, and endurance. Thank you. And your team was fabulous as well. Sure. Yeah. Sure, Jan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> you said that. You said that. Thank you very, very much. So, um, the fatigue, the the tour, the uh, getting back onto it, just taking us a couple of days, really. It was to travel, and, travel and stuff on Monday. Travel and hangovers. You know, I mean, <laughs> no hangovers yet. Um, yeah. And t- today, even today, we've been overcoming technical difficulties. But we've pushed through we've pushed to make through. sure that we got... I mean, we've been hearing, or tom has been hearing a lot about... Uh, apparently, this is a good episode. Yes. So um, we're excited to get into it. Although, yeah. I wish you didn't tell me, Tom. Because now I'm going in here expecting a good episode. What if I just say that it's a good episode because you told me that people said it was? This is one of the reasons I don't like I, to know. I, uh, this is the reasons I like to watch it straight away and give my opinion. I would say if it's a good episode or not. I, I would say. And you- I don't want to say it's a good episode now just because I heard it. Maybe somewhere in my subconscious, I'm going to just think it is when maybe. Maybe I wouldn't have. I would say I'm not saying, that, I'm not saying that people are lying. I'm just saying that I wish that I was the one to have said it. I think told me. if you're quite that suggestible, then you've got bigger fish to fry. Frankly, <laughs> no. We had some some lovely messages from Lou and Ivan, just saying it was a great episode, but with no spoilers. Um, I've avoided Instagram pretty studiously. I've not seen any spoilers, uh, so I'm keen to crack on. But before we do, I have an interesting piece of gossip. Oh. I do, I do. It is We're drag- that channel now, are we? We are that channel. We're, we're that podcast we're basically channel where we Jake gossip. Yonce now. We're uh, Jake Yonce. What's happened to Jake Yonce? He's not really posting much anymore, is he? I've it? never, I'm, I don't see anything of of anything Tell from you him, who actually I get a lot of gossip from is Mira Mangle. Mira Mangle's very good on YouTube um, or I look on Reddit. Um, obviously, I avoid her review episodes, but I look at her bits of, of gossip. She's really, really good. Um, no, it's, it's a drag race related, but... A drag race queen is rumoured, or quite heavily rumoured, slash scheduled to appear on Dragula Season 4, the first ever oh. crossover. Uh, if I'll give you a clue. She was on Season 5. Okay, say no more. Yeah. Who you've got from... th- three guesses. 
Who from season five would make Jay Jolie? Yes, actually. <laughs> really? I, viewers, I did not tell him, but Seriously? he guessed it in one as Jay Jolie. Yeah. Oh, I'm just very good, Tom. You are. You're, it's your psychic gift, I think. Jay Jolie. Jay Jolie. I, I don't even know why I said her name, because she's like a Taylor Swift. It's, the, it's quite the complete opposite. But then when I was looking through the cast, there's no one else that I thought would... I guess, and so, I think I have seen some of Jade Jolie kind of go into that. Okay, and I've always thought Jade Jolie looked like um, uh, Erica Clash. Erica Clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's why I said Jade and they Jolie. Sound the same as yes, well. I think that's why I said Jade Jolie is because yeah. I'm like Erica Clash is literally, literally L I C H really. <laughs> Tom, she's literally her. So I was like, okay, maybe it is her, and bam, she's kind of anime monster kawaii Jade Jolie, isn't she, Erica Clash? Yeah. Um, I think she's a really interesting choice. I, I'm very excited to see how she would adapt to the Dracula format. Any of our listeners who haven't checked out Dracula comes highly recommended from us. It's an amazing uh, drag artistry reality show hosted by the Belay Brothers. You can get it on Amazon Prime. There's actually a couple of seasons are free to watch on YouTube. I'd recommend starting with season two, actually. It is free to watch on Amazon. Well, in the UK, it is. In the UK, but like if people don't have access to Amazon Prime and stuff, then they could. There, a lot of the episodes are on YouTube. If anybody does start it, I'd recommend starting on season two. Like a lot of things, you, you might want to go back and see season one because the production values aren't quite there. But such amazing, talented, unique queens. Um, Jay Jolie's a really interesting casting choice i don't think the belays aren't ones like stunt cast it's it's about talent also the other interesting thing about uh, dracula is that they cast um afab queens drag kings uh they're far more open in their casting policy so it's really really interesting and, and drag is art and art is subjective mm-hmm. i think they're very very they're very clear on saying that it's a competition and yeah. what we say doesn't reflect the quality mm-hmm. or the level of your drag artistry. The critiques are so think, constructive as well. And, and I think that's very, it's, I think it's, it's good. What I do like about them as well is that they do get pioneers. Mm-hmm. They do get actual drag queens, people in the actual business yeah. to come as judges. Heckleena, like Alaska, Christ. Willem. Yeah. They've got queens who actually do drag, understand drag, know drag, and not, they don't stunt guests they don't get guest stunts yeah. like you know getting Demi Lovato like what she know or, or, getting, yeah, or, or getting or getting all these these people to, to come in because they're famous mm-hmm. and who know nothing about drag but have to judge someone on their art uh, I don't I've, I've, it's really like uh. chatting to another listener about that recently as well on the Instagram um, shout out to Wilhelmina Scream Cheese um, just like that kind of stunt casting is a bit disappointing on Legendary isn't it getting people like Demi Lovato on there and it's a bit like hmm what can you contribute to a, con- uh, a conversation about ballroom culture Demi when they I, I guess um, if you haven't seen Legendary I love it you're a big fan. I'm a big yeah. fan. I it's, like it too, but you you get it more than yeah. me because you understand the dance and it's the, ballroom yeah. and ballroom culture and it's the voguing. It's different elements of vogue, um, and ballroom culture. Yeah, ballroom dance, not, not ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the ball, the ball, and amazing costumes got and fashions in as well. There. And I think I think Laomi is such a queen and the, she's an the icon. ballroom yeah she's an icon and legend yeah Laomi Maldonado is an icon and legend the 
how even for season one how was that quality how do they achieve that budget do you think it was to do because jamil jamil is a judge and a producer isn't she do you think she brought a bit of like sway and star power or something that well, got a big name like cleomi they also had um i'm a savage yeah they megan the stallion megan the stallion and they had Lord Roach. yeah luxury law uh a lot of the a lot of the contestants actually, you'll see them. They show more respect mm-hmm. to what Laomi says than any of the other judges. Laomi also makes far more sense than any of the other because judges. because Laomi knows everything about it. So when when she speaks and when she's assessing them and giving them feedback, whether she's praising them or reading them the house down, mm-hmm. you can see that they're listening to her and they they actually they they accept. Any of the critiques yes. because this girl knows what she's doing. She she, she's been. Does. It's not. She's not just someone famous. She's helped. She's actually helped grow the yeah. ballroom scene. She's helped bring it out. She's helped. You know. She's been such a big part of it. They all know her. Uh, so yeah. So it's, it's good to have that kind of judge. And the contestants listen to her more than yeah. everyone else. And it's kind of what they do for Dragula. When you mm-hmm. get someone who's actually in the arena that's in the actual art of course you're going to appreciate what they say a bit more yeah. than when someone else comes who knows nothing about it but they go oh ah yes ten, like tens nines like, how can you rate it you don't know what you're of you don't course. know how to appreciate what they're doing because you don't understand it like the guest judges make some very weird choices the guest in judges the, like, you know like the sudden death rounds they're like they're like chop chop and chop. then Leomi turns to them and she's like what yeah if Leomi look if, if Leomi <laughs> gives you a 10 and then you give them a chop she's gonna look at you like i'm sorry did you not see that i said that it was good so yeah. therefore it was good you had no right to chop it did you pay attention to the exits on your way in because there's the door can Use i chop it. you this judge huh how does but that sound i guess like any of our listeners who perhaps are interested in other competition shows that have somewhat similar vibes to Drag Race, but are very much their own thing, and are a lot more inclusive, then please check out Dracula and Legendary. Tom, let's get into the episode, okay? So what we're on episode... Drag Race España episode... Episode six. Now, we've said goodbye to Macarena, Volcano, Enti, Arancha, and Ugasio. Ugasio left last week. We're left with five... Five queens, aren't we? We are. And like we've commented on it before, there's quite an even win spread. We've not got like a very clear front runner. We've, yeah. we've got our feels and stuff. Well, but... we got Sagittaria with one win, mm-hmm. Carmen with one win, yeah. Puppy with one win finally, Color Queen with one win and one bottom. Yep. And then Davima who um who's literally buying time and <laughs> like start getting your quotes out, start getting things to sound merch yeah. with you know, if I was look, if I was in that room and yeah. I was like, okay, you know what, we're at the semi-finals now, uh-huh. and I've not got any wins. I've been in the bottom twice. Okay, how can I make money after this show? What well, can look, I do that can get me more, more, more likes? Does more she remind you of anybody though? Who else had two bottom placements, no wins coming into? We know it's the, a, a comedy roast because we saw the trailer last week. Who yeah. who was that on season thirteen? Candy, candy Muse. Muse. Could you pull a Candy Muse? I mean, anyone can do anything, really. <laughs> anyone can do anything. That's a great philosophy to live by. Anyone can do anything, so long as you're not hurting anyone. 
Yeah, let's hey. move on to the episode. In the episode today, I mean, they, they kind of go over goodbye to Ugasio. Mm-hmm. The Vima is still she's still throwing salty. shade. At she's still, like, girl, she's done. You know, with someone like <laughs> she's, she's down. She's dead. She's, Stop kicking yeah, her. Yeah, she's down. Like, why are you still coming for her? She's out. She's gone. The horse is dead. Stop flogging. The funeral it. was yesterday. <laughs> why are you still spitting her name out like that? Why are you gonna do her like that? It's, but then, it's there's, done. There's an interesting little interaction there, and the camera makes a point of doing a close-up on Carmen and Dovima's hands, holding hands. It just felt like they were making a point. Maybe they've got such a good friendship going on. They very much have a, a blossoming friendship. I just felt like I wondered if there was the implication. Because she was talking about how um, I have no heart because you stole it. Well, I know, I Tom. Know, I, I know, but like, it, wow. it, it felt like they're trying to wow, frame it. Wow, Tom, some... really? You're that kind of susceptible to any of this BS? Well, maybe they're having a kai-kai. <clears throat> Kiki wanna kai kai. Anyway, anyway, moving on from Tom. I, I, I'll be proven right by the end of the episode, I bet. Moving on, so they go into the mini challenge. The mini challenge is everybody loves puppets. I want to just call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. This, like, for me, everybody loves puppets. I really do feel that this needs to be dropped. I just, I think that it's not. It shouldn't be a staple challenge. This is my. You can you can say what you want. I'm telling you what I think. I just <laughs> I just think that with the library with the reading mm-hmm. challenge, I think that's a time for you to read. And I guess this is another reading challenge in a different way. I agree and with it just you. doesn't hit the same. It I'd rather just have another reading challenge and then throw shade that way. Well, but everybody loves puppets. Is hmm. It's basically a reading challenge when they've used up all their best jokes. And they chuck in some puppets, and RuPaul just loves going, everybody loves puppets. Yeah, I, I don't. Play. I'm over it. I don't want to see any more. Anyway, they do it, and I just want to, um, I just want to say, Sagittarius and Davima, there have been many bad performances with Everybody Loves Puppets. <laughs> uh, you know what? You get the odd great one. Mm-hmm. Like, let's think of our favourites Full stop, period. Was it Chi Chi Devane who has been Bob the Drag Queen? She's like, jokes, 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 yeah. jokes, jokes. That made me New laugh. New York, New York. <laughs> uh, uh, was it was it Dela or was it Darianne who was Bianca? And it's like, I work in New York. I work all the time. You're all idiots. Rah! It was quite good. Uh, parody, Chola. Uh, I mean, there's not nothing really... The season six one was is probably the one that stands out most in my mind. But what what puppetry do you remember that comes to mind? I mean, I just remember that one being good because there were so many funny queens in like the top five. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just think I think this needs to be taken off. I think everybody loves puppets. Uh, I, I think people don't. I think I think I think the queens just don't really use that mini challenge as a wow moment I've, you yeah. heard it here first guys if it's dropped from well i mean let's just look at sagittaria her reader puppy poison i mean she was a the little struggle bit he- was real well yeah sagittaria was no not hesitant she had nothing to say well davima was interesting because i'm not quite sure if she just had nothing to say or if her her cover story was um sort of actually i just know too many Painful secrets about Sagittarius, and I just couldn't reveal them. And that's exactly what it was, Tom. A cover story. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I was useless. What's the reason? What can I make up to to you know to to save face? Oh yeah, I didn't want to hurt her. 
I am not a bad girl. I'm a mean girl. You're a mean girl, Katie. You're a mean girl. I find Davima just really entertaining. I think she's just really good at stirring the pot, causing a bit of drama, saying shady things. She's like, she's a vital part of, of the banter in this workroom. And like she says funny and mysterious things like that. I think it's all... I think she's very entertaining. I don't think I've seen anyone struggle. I don't think I've seen anyone stutter with the arms and the R's. I've never seen anyone draw a blank before with Everybody Loves Puppets. Wait, there was one the other season, actually. Um, and it was just really bad. There was somebody who was like, oh, this is too hard. I can't do it. I can't remember who it was now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it kind of shows, it it doesn't stick out in our memory, does it? As like uh, super duper memorable. I do want to say that Carmen's read to Poopy was very, uh, it was relatable in in one way. Because Carmen was, no, it wasn't wasn't Carmen to Poopy. It was Carmen reading Killer, Killer. wasn't it? And it was really good. They were laughing. They couldn't stop laughing. And Carmen was reading Killer Queen. And I saw Killer Queen laughing along as well. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is she like, after a while, the reading just kept going and she kept laughing and laughing. But if it was for me, I'd be like, hey, I'm over it, but I have to keep laughing <laughs> to show like, I'm, you know, like, do you know, like it's to show sportsmanship and to show that, ah, I'm not taking a heart. So you just fake laugh yeah. your way through. And I've done that so many times when people are like mocking me and I'm like laughing along and then, and then it's still going. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I have to keep laughing now because if I stop laughing, they'll think that I'm offended, but I'm not offended, <laughs> but I have to keep fake laughing and my face is getting really sore now <laughs> i had to really get along with it and i'm like oh and I'm there's, like, there's nothing to mock with you though is there people hey. make things up tom yeah they jealousy it's up. jealousy yeah it's jealousy it doesn't look good on people no it doesn't look good green is not your color <laughs> um so yeah so the winner was carmen she probably did get the most laughs davimo was really peeing herself she was absolutely pacing herself for um Carmen's uh, little puppet session. Um, so Sarah and Davima really did trail behind. You know, Killer and Poopy had a few jokes in there. So all good. Um, Look, we- the, mini- the Mexi Challenge this week, we've already said it, and it's been announced just now as a stand-up roast. Isn't it? It's, it's a roast. It's it's a... Yeah, we... I mean, we have in the past have slightly different... Some of them are specifically roasts. Some of them are, like, stand-up. But they all tend to be... A bit roasty, don't they? It's make fun of your peers, make fun of the judges. Well, this one's this one they said, or the caption said, a stand-up monologue where you roast the members of the jury. Excellent, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. heard a stand-up and mm-hmm. I heard a roast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. they have to be funny and they have to be mean. Good. So basically, it's a roast. Yes. Isn't it? Well, I guess so. Yes. While we're on the topic, then Tom, let's go. Let's get back in time. What What are some of our favorite roasts? Can you um, come? Can you think of any? My favorite overall one. Usually, I go back to. I think it was the first true roast, wasn't it? It was season five's RuPaul roast. There's so many strong, funny girls in that one. You had Alaska, Jinx, Coco, who, if you ask me, were all equally good. They were all really fantastic. Detox is great, um, and even kind of Alyssa, really, really floundering, was actually very, very funny. Um, I thought I was coming to the Drag Queen of the Year competition. And instead, I came to the biggest cross-dressers convention. <laughs> Ripping her little hands. Yeah, she wasn't comedic funny. She was just like, oh my God, this queen is ridiculous funny. They had the goal to put that um, feedback noise on her as well. I, when I think of Rose, I remember, I remember the first time laughing so hard at Bianca Del Rio's joke about my parents, uh, my parents thought that 
thought it. What was it? Read. Um, my parents thought that we should stay true to our Spanish heritage. Mm-hmm. So my first words were housekeeping. <laughs> I died. Well, so, when I first heard that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Bianca did the classic. I'm roasting myself, so now I've got the permission to permission roast all of you. Permission now to roast you. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of how it is in general with any kind of comedy. Yeah, you have to you have to make it fair game for yeah. you to be mocked, and you have to be the first one to mock you because you're also giving permission for others to read you. Mm-hmm. But I've read myself. You can read me, but now I'm going to read you, and I'm allowed to. Going beyond the show, have you ever watched any of the clips on YouTube of like the haters roast? And- oh, one of my favorites was Ginger Minge to. Uh, Latrice. Mm-hmm. She goes, our next guest as proof that black is not always slimming. <laughs> <laughs> and there were so many great roasts from uh, Trixie Mattel Trixie's to Latrice. Trixie's very, very good. However, yeah, she got a lot of backlash for it being racist. But people need to understand this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say here now as well. When it comes to a drag event... Mm-hmm. We've seen it time and time before. Drag uh, drag queens are nighttime performers. Adult entertainers. They are not children's entertainers. They are mm-hmm. not. They're not there for the commercial viewing, like RuPaul's Drag Race is. Mm-hmm. A drag queen um, event or show is the, they're nighttime performers. So everything that they do is a lot of like they're allowed to balance on the offensive. They're allowed to mock everything and everyone. It's a big middle finger to everything that's normal. Yeah. It's a big finger to everything that is politically correct. It's an act and, of rebellion. Exactly. It's, and, it's purposeful offensiveness. And I think as well, a clever roast, they do observe certain rules like roast yourself and they're usually there among friends. And you know, if the yes, person that you're roasting yes. is laughing, then you're doing something right, even if you've offended them. And also um, make it pan-offensive. I've seen Bianca live. She is far more offensive in person than she is on TV. And she roasts everyone, herself included. She offends every single group you can think of. I think, again, if you're doing that, it's, you know, it's equal opportunity hate. The, I remember the joke I, that you're talking about with Trixie. I'm not going to specifically repeat it. But it was about Latrice, and Latrice was laughing the hardest. Um I'm not saying that specifically gives a permission, but it, it is it is a roast. It is a kind of, if you make it funny, then you've got permission to be as offensive can as I, you can want. I, can, I, can I say this? Um, my understanding of a roast mm. is that it's kind of one of the high honours. Yeah. Of, it's, it's an honour to be roasted. Because it's... it's um, it's a thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, when you're when you're asked to be the subject of a roast, it's a it, it's a it's something. It is. It is. It means that people care enough to make fun of you. So yeah, and anyway, so a lot of the times we see clips on YouTube, and then people are going off at the drag queens for saying all these offensive, all mm-hmm. these all these really dark, humoured jokes, mm-hmm. and people start to forget. The art of drag and, and, and where drag comes from, the, the nighttime performers. The issue that I have is this. It's usually when you go to an e- a roast or a drag queen event mm-hmm. like this, you pay tickets to go there. And you're saying when you do that, that, yeah, I, I, 
I agree. I, I know what I'm giving myself. So I'm yes. not for people pay to see this hate. People pay to see these jokes. It's when people take video recordings mm-hmm. in these events and take it away from that arena. They yeah. take it away from that. I say that, that safety arena to be hateful yeah. when they take it, uh, they take it out of that context. Mm-hmm. And then people start to see it from their bedrooms or start to see it on their phones on the way to work or while they're walking around or their friends see them a clip. They're like, Oh my God, isn't she so mean? How racist, how, how bitchy, whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it wasn't, yeah, people need to understand where the setting of that was. It was in a, a, a hall or an or event. A cr- or a gay where, cruise or, or yeah, something. Yeah, where people paid money to go yeah. and see that. Yeah. And they wanted to appreciate it. And that's what it was They wanted for. edgy, offensive humor. That's what they were, yeah. but you, So it should never be taken out of there. Yeah. So people need to kind of stop recording these things are taking it out because I think that's where a lot of these dramas come from. I, I we have not even... Are we even going to talk about the episode? We, we will. And I just got a couple of other things I want to say as well. I think like... Um, yeah. You go in there to be entertained. Sometimes really offensive humour is is funny. Usually usually it's at its funniest, I think, when there's an intelligent point behind it and you're kind of pointing out the absurdity of somebody who would actually think those offensive things. That And it's like gas laughing, isn't it? Mm. The, the, like you know when you think of Utica that's where Utica went wrong she was offensive without being funny I think the, the backlash against her was excessive I loved Utica I'm sorry I, I know you did I loved her I just I wasn't offended I just I didn't find her funny and I found her hilarious one last little tip for people if they're not seeing it already if anybody wants to watch an underrated queen really shine watch Mimi I'm First's roast on YouTube on one of the Alan Chuck it's easy to find Alan Chuck Cruz Mimi I'm First roast she's fantastic she's mm-hmm. really really good yeah so and also the issue with people taking recordings at these events where mm-hmm. everything is you know it's there's permission to because you pay to go there you want to see it is that when people record it they don't record the whole thing usually they take recordings mm-hmm. of certain people getting attacked yeah and then again out of context it makes it look like someone's specifically attacking one person or one um thing mm-hmm. whereas for bianca dario she's hateful we all know this she's equally hateful yeah. to everyone she hates everyone equally i think people you know? should see it a little bit like stepping into a parallel universe just for just for an hour isn't it it's like you you leave behind the rules of society that, of course, we all abide by and respect and are part of our core values. And you just step into a parallel universe where you kind of let go of that for an hour, have a bit of freedom and just like give yourself over yeah. to it. Yeah. Somewhere where the rules are suspended. Yeah. It's a form of escapism. We all, we all love that. We all love times where we can just do that, whether it's for dark humor or whatever you fancy. Sometimes we just want to go into a different world mm-hmm. and just enjoy everything about it and then come back to your life. Mm-hmm. That's it, Tom. Absolutely. Isn't it? It's, it's what I experience when I go to the gym. Yes, yes. I think or, that's your happy place. Or a buffet. Or a buffet. Your happy places. Yes, yeah, equal happy, happy places. places. <laughs> Equally love him. Now, Tom, who do you think's going to do well? Poopy. Okay. Okay, Kennedy but, and Milk. But Calm also, down. Let me finish. Carmen, I think. Yeah. Um, I think if Davima's got time to sit about shade and think about shady jokes, she could be good. I just don't think she's very good off the cuff. Or when she's afraid of, you know, just she's very, very sensitive soul and she doesn't want to reveal the secrets of her friends. I mean, this is, yeah, well, who are they roasting? Are they roasting each other? I would say if it's the usual Drag Race format, it's like take your pick out the judges and roast your sisters. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that, yeah, you're right. I think this is common in Sag... Well, no. So this is common in Poopy's week. Yeah. For me. Color Queen, for me, is such an all-rounder. She's too nice to be good in a roast. She's too lovely. Um, She's too much of a sweet person. Yeah. Honestly, that's my worry about Killer. Okay. Yeah. I think Davima's... Davima has Gigi... Davima can do what Gigi Good did Mm -hmm. and make her... Her black. What, what what are their um? What's her humor called? It's just very dry. Dry. But she can find a way it. to make her dry humor mm-hmm. um heard, <laughs> or make it work on stage. I mm-hmm. think it'll be good. Uh, but I do think it's Carmen or Poopy's week. Yeah, isn't it? I I would agree. Shall we check it out? Let's have a look. We can actually get straight into the drag queen comedy roast challenge thingy, can't we? Yeah, because yeah. we, could, we can mix it up with any workroom observations. Yeah, we're good and at any that. rehearsals. We're good stuff. at that. That's what we do. Blending. Mm. Blending, like makeup, which Tom knows a lot about. Uh, our MUA doctor. Absolutely. I just so, know all about it. The first queen we get to see is Color Queen. Now, Color Queen yeah. did something which I thought was cute and clever. She actually mm-hmm. took on a character um, yes. of a lawyer. And is it. Tom, you tell me this. Is it because herself, she doesn't mm-hmm. like to be mean, but she's comfortable being shady we've, as someone else? We've seen we've seen a few things with Killer Queen. She's a very sweet and supportive person. She's like the first to offer somebody a hug. She's kind and complimentary to people. And we also, do you remember a few weeks ago, we found out that she was picked on for being heavy when she was younger and she suffered terribly and it really traumatized her. So I think that kind of, that has made her a sensitive soul who's also sensitive to the pain of others. So I think she finds it quite, really quite difficult to be mean or say mean spirits to things about others, even in this kind of no holds barred yeah. situation. So she's given good advice by um, the the well, Supreme and the chappy. I've forgotten his name now. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember. Um, no. But they said, if it's no, hard I... for you, adopt a character. And, you know, we've seen her play really character's really really well she can inhabit a character so she's kind of gone for this kind of um lawyer for the prosecution kind of character yes yeah representing killer queen yeah yeah yeah. so it's all good and she's she come you know she's the first one out so she comes out to you know quite a dry house and she's she's fun she's got that classic killer queen energy you know she's in character she's a really good bit she gets a good few laughs i think overall she did really well i said why i mean People always say it's hard to start or, you know, mm. open up to a cold, um, cold audience because no one's laughed or no one's, you know, everything I said dry, is... was that wrong? Is that a cold audience? Well, cold, dry, you're, you're there to a, a, a an audience who hasn't yet laughed. So mm-hmm. it's a very, it's cold audience, it's a cold, okay? Yes. <laughs> but, and and I think other people would say, yeah, that's the hard thing about going first is, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a cold crowd. It's a it's it's it's, it's a quiet crowd. They haven't yet they're, they're waiting. There's anticipation and, and yeah. expectation. But when you're at roasts and you're at comedy places, people want to laugh. They do. They're in the spirit, aren't they? So sometimes you walking on and making a sound can just make someone laugh. <laughs> like some, sometimes the smallest thing, like you can pull a little face, it could just make me. It makes me laugh because I'm gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. Of course, it depends on the audience, but people aren't there waiting with a tomato in their hands <laughs> to throw all their drinks, ready to like Speak for throw yourself. it at you. With their- 
<laughs> that's where that I would go. you. I think going first. I I will always say it. I want. I would want to go first every single time because I don't want to sit down and watch people go and get more and more yeah. nervous as it goes on. I don't want to hear people do the same joke or yeah. a similar joke with the same punchline, mm-hmm. even if I've got I've, I've said it a different way. If it's already been said. It's already been said. Yes. So people have already heard it. Like, I would rather go out there. I would rather wake up a crowd than try to readjust my whole set and sit there and listen and get nervous. I'd rather, I'd rather do that. So I think Color Queen going first. And she took it, she took it really well when she was given first because the order was made by Carmen Farala. And she had changed the order after doing her rehearsal. Mm-hmm. She was going to put herself first and Poopy last, but then she changed it and made Killer first and Poopy last. Mm-hmm. Poopy being the one with the reputation, so they said you'll go last. And yes. then I think everything else was up for grabs or mm. for the juggling. So I think that she nailed it. I really feel Killer Queen went in there confidently mm-hmm. nailed it. There was no hesitance. I didn't see any nerves at all. No, think, she was really good. Yeah, she absolutely went yeah. in there. This is who I am, and this is what I'm here for. I'm here to sue you. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> I'm going to sue you. What, what's your name again? Because Wikipedia didn't tell me about you. <laughs> I like Ga- that joke. I'm going to sue you. Yeah, I think that was my favorite joke. My favorite joke. To read. Um, it wasn't really a joke, but it made me laugh. Was, um, next up, we have Supreme. She's a criminal and a slut. <laughs> it just tickled okay. me. Okay. Whatever makes you laugh, Tom. I, I guess... I mean, it's often been said about me. I mean, there's room for everyone. Let's yeah. just say that. It's just related to the statement, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I enjoyed her set a lot. It made me chuckle. And it gave me an understanding. And it kind of set the tone for what the obvious things to read each of the judges for would yeah. be. Yeah? I, I got that the, um, the Javis were actors. Well, I think they're like directors sort of like- who are quite prolific in Spanish language. TV, I think. Yeah. yeah, and somewhere in the arts. Yeah, so they're a bit. The, they're everywhere. The filming, the yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and I knew that. Um, was it Anna? What was her name? Because Anna Locking. Anna Locking was a fashionista. We can't look her up. Designer lady, and then we knew that the last lady was. Well, I thought was like the Spanish Ellen. That's what I put down. <laughs> she must be a comedian of some sort. And then Supreme has just been a drag queen who's just been around. Similar jokes for a while. that they aim at RuPaul. Absolutely. Like, RuPaul is bad so songs old. old. Her colostomy bag is made out of wood. Made out of wood. RuPaul is so old, when she opens her legs, all you can hear is. <laughs> She's made music, <laughs> movies, and I've just got one thing to say. Please stop immediately. immediately. <laughs> that was really good. Ah, oh, Alaska gold. Yeah, um, I like the performance. I think that really she's good. Good job, killer. I think mean, she's, she's she's like comfortable. Safe high. Yeah, safe yeah. high. Safe high. Let's watch the next one. The next one is Carmen Farala. What did you reckon about her uh, stand-up roast? I thought she was pretty fab, actually. She also adopted a character, but it felt like. It wasn't like a massive leap from her persona anyway. She played like ditzy, bitchy kind of model, looking stunning, by the way. Absolutely beautiful. Um, But everything was done with like a wink and a smile. And you kind of forgive her the the bitchy things that she says. Um, She's one who didn't really get a lot of feedback other than like change the order. 
<laughs> you know, when she was... Uh, in the rehearsals? Yeah. And she said that, like, being bitchy comes relatively naturally to her and she enjoys it. And it's great. She was reveling in this. She was really... It felt like she was in her element. She was really funny. Her humour, like, for example, someone like uh, Bianca Del Rio, mm-hmm. is very in the moment. It's yeah. very, isn't it? It's very active. It's, it's not rehearsed. Mm-hmm. So um, hearing her sit... I didn't feel like it was rehearsed. I felt like I was just what uh, listening to her talk mm-hmm. in the workroom and in the confessionals in the sense that it was very natural and very yeah. true. The character was trite. Yeah, was it? exactly. Yeah. It was very true to Carmen. Yeah. And now I just I thought it was it was genius. I think that <laughs> genius. Think this is my favorite set so far. Okay, great. Um, they just. Just the the way that she structured her jokes, you know, like your three sixty, as in put you in the oven three sixty, yeah, and bring like good. things like that, that that I love the funny. She did the whole, um, you know, I like all your musics, um, mm-hmm. Supreme. Like, you know, I, I don't remember that one, and then the other one that we're trying to make modern, yeah, very yeah. similar, uh, kind of reminiscent of who was it? Um, Got Mix. Um, such a f- huge fan of all your hit song, yeah, to RuPaul, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it was very, it was very there, it was very funny. She was. Um, good at building on jokes as well yes, like with, exactly. with Anna she yes. was like joke built on a joke built on a joke I was like Anna you're a seamstress and I model for you and I cry when I recall it because <laughs> that shitty dress that you made me yeah, wear yeah, yeah. it looked like you know the fringes was like the yeah. thing in a car wash mm-hmm. you know she really painted a picture yeah. it's like she segway like where you thought it was gonna yeah. go and then it went somewhere else and she's like you can't sell your clothes you got a gig here yeah, a job, least, a job it's a paying job hey, but, you yeah. know it's very yeah. conversational what very true and it's, you always look like you're dressed like you should be on the street corner I, no the stylist would tell you that we're the drag queens not yeah, you yeah. i mean it was just it was just it but was that, great that was a really good segue to the to the the yavis because she was like um oh yeah you look like you should be on the street corner maybe the yavis will cast you in in uh love and no2 Oh, so yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh God, look at that. Come on. Come on, Segway. Come on, Segways. <laughs> I really love how she's like, yeah, the the, the Yavis, Yavis, the Yavis, Yavis, the Yavis are everywhere. You Yavis. know, the TV, the Yavis, turn on the documentary, the Yavis, the Teletext, watch Teletext, the Yavis, the gay sauna, the Yavis. <laughs> like it was. She was really, really good. There were a lot of jokes in there. She got a lot of laughs. It was really jokes, 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 jokes. It was jokes. almost Bob the Drag Queen-esque. This is very, very good. I enjoyed it. One of the critiques that people might say is that there wasn't breathing room i didn't care i want to breathe i want to just suffocate because i was laughing so much and that's the kind of comedy set i would it's like it's like, it's like if they give her that criticism it's like they're criticizing her for being too funny and having too many jokes it's like i liked it no but that's what i mean like you know it's a comedy set we're here to laugh mm, give mm, us jokes yeah i yeah I mean, and there's a part in the in the beginning where she's like, "I'm really nervous. Um, I, I was really, I really, really nervous to do this. Never done this before." And then she went in, and I thought that was, I thought, I personally thought that that was good. It was like, it's, it's almost, you know, when they do the reading challenge. Oh, I want to read these girls. They're my friends. And they put the glasses on, and they're like, "All right, let's go." It's like Alaska was the first to do that. Wasn't yeah, it? I really felt it was like that. I'm really, really nervous. You know, I've never mm-hmm. done this before. And then, you know, she lulls you into that. She might not be yes. good. And then she just went, bam. Yeah. Bam. I tricked you. I'm funny. I'm a real hold down. Bam. Yeah. I think the common, I think this might be Carmen's week. Let's watch the next one. And it is Sagittarius, mm-hmm. who looks stunning. She's wearing the same wig from that, uh, your country, your town. Okay, yeah, Isn't yeah, it the yeah. same wig from that town? Quite possibly. She, she also looks, looks like, like Ava um, Perom. 
She looks like Linda Evangelista modeling for Mugler. She looks beautiful. She looks like Ava Perron and Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. All the icons, darling. Yeah. Uh, so she looks beautiful. So that's a good place to yeah, start. Yeah, let's start with a good... Let's start with a positive. <laughs> she looks so good. And I mean... Oh, she, oh, she's she amazing. A, she's so pretty. Oh, my God. She's gorgeous. I can look at her all day. <laughs> um, so there was, there was some good jokes there to begin with. She got a few laughs. Um, she said the thing about Anna Locking, your proof that anybody can start drag at the age of 58. Um, she was. Uh, she called uh, one of the Javis uh, Elder Generous, which is funny. And then she kind of stumbled and struggled to recover. Uh, she was making a joke, and I'm sure. I'm sure she repeated a joke that Carmen made about Yavi because um, he was in that soap opera that they spoofed last week. And she was mm-hmm. joking like, "Oh, you were killed off in the fifth season. I just wish you'd been killed off in the first. The pilot. Yeah, I just. I think maybe that's why she stumbled because she realised. Oh crap Carmen said this joke hmm that could be a reason I mean if I was her you know what what you do if you if you're doing a roast of people you sit and you're not on you sit your ass down mm-hmm. you have you have your jokes in front of you and you cross off yeah whatever's being said you do not want to repeat it oh you pay attention okay yeah whenever That's I've it. done a roast I've paid attention I yeah Oh, you're right. She started off really good, actually. Give a round up for the judges. Mm-hmm. Now they couldn't make it, so we had these clouds. You know, that kind of... Uh, it's a, you know, if, if we were talking about techniques, that's, Devima, a, that's a certain technique that is done. Davima did that joke in rehearsal. The judges are clowns. Hmm. And then they said, oh, take that out. It's, it's, it's more mean than it is funny kind of thing. Anyway. Maybe anyway. she was saying it a different way. Possibly. So did you really, yeah, she, you're right, she did uh, jokes after jokes, it was, I mean, it was okay, it was good, it was, it was keeping she, with everything, and then she laughed. stumbled. She didn't, she didn't yeah. flatline completely, she kind of like just fizzled and ran out of momentum by the end, and she was like making jokes about Supreme Deluxe, uh, you know, saying all of her drag children should have other McDonald's names kind of thing. Mm. And like, yeah, they just, it's just raised, she's just raising a few chuckles at the end, not really belly laughs. Do you know what? I think it could have been funny, but not as, not in the sense that she sort of said, what are your kids, kids going to be? Mm. Happy Meal? I think making a read about her in the context of something McDonald's done right could have been funny. Yeah. But I just don't think that she found it at all. I don't yeah. think she found it. Uh, they did show her stumble during that part. And she not only was there a pause when she delivered the punch, she stumbled on the punch, mm-hmm. and then also that joke was already said. So it was kind of three crosses in one go. They kind of made it like, ooh. It was unfortunate it made her the weakest girl so far. Yeah, not you know she wasn't a complete flatliner, uh, but she wasn't as funny as the first two. Yeah, yeah. We're seeing harder flops. I mean Trinity K. Bonet and the talent. <laughs> that was a flop. Derek Barry and her talent. Derek? The impressions. <laughs> in I thought you were going to say. In inverted commas. Martel. I thought you were going to say. Tracy Martel. I thought you were about the actual roast while she was no, drunk. That's iconic. That is. And then her boyfriend couldn't get her off. Yeah. And then Trinity went and got the, the hook, hook yeah. to try and get her. It was just. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No hooks used yet lately, but. um. So far, this is the weakest one we've seen so far. Yeah, yes, let's say fair that. to say. Now, Davina Normie's next. Sorry, Davina Nurmi. Davina Nurmi. Davima. Yeah. Davima. 
I'll just say Dovima. Her name is after like two like icons of yesteryear. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Dovima's next. And I actually enjoyed how the the way that she approached the challenge. I really like Dovima's. The whole dear diary mm-hmm. going into um reading the Emma through Writing the diary about her experiences. It was a really good shtick that reminded me of Manila in the Roast of Lady Bunny, where she used the last the the will as as a kind of device for reading other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really really good. Um, obviously, her wig was her inner saboteur in this case, but in a way, it kind of made it funnier because she she didn't she just made jokes about it she had this gorgeous Yvonne de Carlo wig and also she borrowed that jacket off um, Katia in her confessionals look in uh, season 7 didn't she I don't know yeah anyway um, I, I thought there were some great jokes in there and she made the judges laugh what did you think well I liked the format I was actually saying it and then you cut me off <laughs> <laughs> so I might just... have to rewind okay uh, I liked the format uh-huh. Tom I enjoyed how it changed into her into her using the glasses mm-hmm. and then reading clearly, you know, mm-hmm. reading them. Oh, you know, you're better without <laughs> without yeah. this, and then continued it on. I um, the hair did get in the way, but it didn't hinder her performance. Yeah, she didn't get too flustered, did she? No. Uh, um, I would have liked her to take care of it. I would have liked her to include it into the set. Mm-hmm. But I don't think um, it was an issue. I don't, I don't think it was an issue. No. At all. But um, girl, fix it. <laughs> she just pulled a big scrunchie out I mean, of her uh, it did. It did, like, kind of miss the flow of it. And as as it's not just an audio... Um, performance it's mm. visual as well so it did if, if you're an audience member and that kept happening you'd be like come on mate fix it up now it's funny the first few times but mm. now just fix the damn thing find a way to do it we'll see how much they feel it matters and then she was like oh you know the wig was good for photo shoots <laughs> was it oh, is it you didn't like it is it what would i know tom she loves those two turned wigs oh look it was a good set it was a good set. Yeah. It was nice I to laughed. see this side of Dovima. Yes. And I'm sure the judges enjoyed it too. You know? We, we thought she'd do okay with like planned humour like this because she has got a good dry sense of humour. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I love the whole read to Sagittarius as well. <laughs> she must be blind. I mean, I heard her read Sagittarius well. Yeah. And she read Carmen as well. So she was yeah. be- better than some of the other girls at reading her sisters. I liked it. Yeah. It was good. It was a good safe performance yeah. yeah carmen is still number one for me mm-hmm. second is colored queen third mm-hmm. place the vima here coming last however we still got one more and that's poopy poison yeah now going into this challenge poopy poison is the one with their reputation Way of she is the one yeah. who is she makes the judges laugh a lot mm-hmm. she got great chemistry very witty very you know on the nose yeah she won the reading challenge too she did didn't she so mm-hmm. i think going into it everyone thinks in i think it's backed up by her she's saying that this is her bread and butter this yeah. is her, this is what she does she spoke about how she's been doing it for years she's played to empty rooms she's played to a chair she's played to a chair yeah. she's done it all she's so, done it all darling so there is an expectation because she created the expectation I'm going to say I don't rate her performance 
at all. And I'll say, I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. I feel like Poopy is too familiar. Mm-hmm. She, I, she, is it, is it she's just too familiar with Supreme in the sense uh-huh. that she doesn't see her as a judge. She actually sees her as an equal. Yeah. And I think she sees her as a friend. And I think she, in, in the sense, she alludes to the fact that she's known Supreme for a long time. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it was like Brooklyn Heights with Priyanka. Yes. Like, you, there's history there. So there wasn't really that respect there. And yeah, and, and this this reading, whatever it was, it was just, I felt like it was an inside joke most of the time. Mm. As opposed to a roast or a reading where everyone else was in on the joke. Where everyone else was part of it. Yeah. I felt like she went to, because she was too familiar, she went to personal places. We couldn't laugh at that. That's not, that's not, you can't, it wasn't material to, to, to make funny or to make me laugh with yeah. you. Does that make sense? Do you I, know what I, I mean? I agree with you. I think I expected more from Poopy. And I was a little disappointed in this set. Um, yeah, like you, I found it hard to get on board with some of the jokes, like the whole ear thing. Um, and it, it, I don't know if the editing was making a big deal of it, but it seemed like the laughter from Supreme was quite uncomfortable. It just, she, look, when she started her set, she just went in there and was like, um, I'm Poopy Poisson and you got bad talks, you got bad lips and <laughs> use the grease from his hair and I think that uh, I also feel that they were laughing out of respect mm. for Poopy. I think you've got a point. I think you, you've got a very good because point. Because her jokes reminded me of Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> no, in the sense that she was just being... Not like, the no drag knowledge like, mouth. Yeah, where are the drag? Like, where are the jokes? Yeah. It was just very much like, such a drag, not you know, judge. And, um, yeah, it, it was just her saying harsh things that mm. weren't jokes. Am I, am I right about that? Yeah, I guess, like, you know, we've spoken about it, but she got the balance a bit wrong between... Like, well, just the like, insult you, and the comedy, they, they you, felt a bit more like insults than yeah, jokes. Yeah, you got bad, you got Botox, and this can fix it. Mm. And you got big ears. And, I mean, I actually enjoyed when she got in with it. I laughed at the whole, um, she said her ears were like Dolby surround system. This guy. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I mean, she went Sorry. there. She went there, it was funny. She um, went there. I, 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 again, it's not like me being sensitive or anything. I just, I thought... The jokes weren't quite there. The- I thought some of them were there, but I think the majority of it was just to, you know, like you look, you know, for example, when you when you're when you go to a gathering and you're it's for example it's your partner's mm-hmm. friends and you go along because you're your partner's friend, mm-hmm. so you're the part you you're your partner's partner. Yeah, and you go along, and then they're all talking about something and reminiscing, mm-hmm. and they're all laughing so much. And you're there, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, it sounds funny, but I don't really get it." But and everyone else is laughing, and and they might be saying something that's a bit mean, but you can't really join. You in can't really join it because you're not joke. part of it. Yeah. So I, I, I felt like this was an invitation only comedy set um, for for Poopy and the judges. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I I felt that it wasn't inclusive. I mean, but some of it was really funny that, I, that it was, but I think overall it was very closed off. And unfortunately, she suffers from the weight of expectation. So yeah, I, I wouldn't actually rate Poopy too high this week, which is in a disappointment my opinion, for her. She's in the bottom. The judges like her though, so we'll see. 
In my opinion, she's in the bottom with Sagittarius this week. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I think Duvima made me laugh more than Poopy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. With, with Killer and Carmen pretty strong. Killer and Carmen, yes. And Davima either top or safe. But I think the bottoms this week is Sagittarius and Poopy Poison. We're on the same page when it comes to our judgments. Okay. Now, the category for the runway is Night of a Thousand Rosalias. Rosalias. Mm. Now, we don't is know Rosalia. Is she Madonna? Uh, I'm, I'm sure she's up there with Madonna. I mean, like, I don't... I just... From what I can tell, she's a really prominent Spanish-language pop star who clearly these girls adore. I, I wonder if there's going to be the kimono incident that there was in the report is someone going to be wearing the same outfit is someone going to be doing that let's, let's see let's the first queen see. to work the walk down is Dovima I mean, what do you think is, about this look it's kind of classic Dovima isn't it's it's very sleek it's very sexy it's very dark she's wearing this this kind of panelled catsuit with suspender set it's got that kind of jeweled like 90s Dolce & Gabbana kind of bustier kind of thing going on uh, she says that this is inspired by an MTV awards look and she's carrying the award um, she looks gorgeous this is this is really pretty yeah um, this is classic Davima I like the look the fit the styling I don't know if it's a literal interpretation I really hope that it's an inspiration more so uh, but I do feel that whether the theme was a night of the Rosalia's or whatever that this is something that she would wear as I, well. I, I think if they're doing it like Night of a Thousand Madonnas, they'll have to be quite literal rather than inspired. Do you like the look, though? Yeah, yeah, she's pretty. The latex? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cute. It's cute. Uh, Poopy Poison? So th- this seems like she's making some kind of statement. She's like in this 80s leisure wear shell suit uh, with all these weapons around her. Um, I think I'd probably like it better if I knew what she was referencing Overall, I'm not a big fan of this look. Well, well, I don't... Tom, do you know what? Can I just say that a lot of the times when we watch fashion icons, Mugler, and all of them do things, for example, Valentina's look, you're one to quickly shout out that it's fashion and it's gorgeous because you know the reference. Don't you think that we should know the reference if we're going to start looking at these queens in specific because it might be really good. But we don't understand it. I'm I'm saying what I see. I, I actually think if you talk about Valentina's look, I think that had a lot more prettiness and no, that was kind hideous. of no, that asymmetry. Was Tom, that was trash. About that was it. trash. You know what it was? It was he was drunk the night before, found out that he had to make a costume, had no time, and just said, "What well, walk out in there? Yes, it's unfinished, but just just walk out in there. It's fashion. This is who I am. People love it." And they loved it. You're insane. Uh, I actually, I, I, I stand by my opinion. It's not my favorite thing I've ever seen, but I appreciate that she's trying to make a statement. I, it could be a literal, a literal, a literal copy. She says it was inspired by a music video. I don't know if it's a costume that Rosalia wore in the music video or okay, more cool. of a thematic take on it. I'll say this. I don't care if someone else already did this. It's ugly. <laughs> Well, what were you defending? What was your point? No, Tom. Sometimes I just like to just create drama. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I want to be on the show, Tom. Maybe I'm ready. I think you you'd be cast as an antagonist. Okay. 
I'll be the Davima. No. Do you know what? I'm so scared of people because I give off so much different types of energy and performances that they'll have a field day with whatever they capture on camera with me. <laughs> They'll be like, Polo could be the underdog. He could also be the diva. He could be the villain. He could, <laughs> he could be returning queen. Polo could be anything. Like, we could, we could use this footage over more than one show. I assure you. We can you. create an all-stars with this footage alone. We can edit him in there. We, we, he doesn't have to be there for I, all-stars. I assure you, you'd get a villain addict. No. Yeah. <laughs> this, you know what? I probably... No, I don't think I... I hope I don't. I think I'm just too lovable. Of course you are. I think I'm too lovable to get there. Of course you um, are. Carmen Farala is... Oh, she's just... Wow. She's just a beauty, isn't she? Oh, the true beauties that, are there. That face. Um, so this is very chic. It's kind of like this faux leather shirt dress that's fringed at the bottom in bright scarlet. Um, I think she looks gorgeous. It looks very, very fashion forward. Very lovely. I mean, it's a sheer whiff. It's a sheer whiff. Sheer whiff. It's giving me very, like, S- Selena. Yeah. And it, it could be a bit like, the look is kind of like 70s referencing. So she could have that kind of like 70s sheer vibe, couldn't she? I Yeah. Oh, the shoes I could have done with something else, but... Mm, it's a bit of a little black strappy. Yeah. Would have been nicer with... Uh, but this is... Keeping with the colour scheme, This is what the definition of sleek is. Very beautiful. Everything Very is beautiful. just... Oh, this is stunning. Carmen... This might be her week. This might be Carmen's week. Killer Queen. So Killer Queen comes out uh, in another kind of like shiny red material. Uh, this sort of asymmetric ruffled mini dress looking really gorgeous, I think. Um, what? Is that a snake on her it head? It is a snake on her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think that symbolizes? Brittany? It could be, could be your Free Britney. Oh my God. Free Britney. She's killers, representing Free Britney. Killers ahead of her time. Uh, this is great. I think she looks, it's an unusually sort of like quite a sexy look for Killer. Do you know what? I just, I have to say this every single time. She knows how to paint gorgeous. Her mug is beautiful. She looks, her face mm. is stunning. Seriously, yeah. her face is stunning. This is probably one of my favorite outfits that she's worn on the runway. Gives me kind of early early Gaga vibes when she was wearing all that Mugler referencing stuff. I really like this look. Mm. I, I like it. I really do like it. This is great. Yeah, yeah. It could, yes. She's got a better pair of shoes than Carmen as well. Eps, yeah. It's a head-to-toe look, not a head-to-ankle. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, a, it's good. It's going to be between... It's definitely this week should be between... Carmen and Colour. So we have our third girl coming out in a shiny uh, patent red scarlet material. So what this I'm is getting really is quite Rosalia sim- likes leather. She likes red. She has a long black straight gorgeous whiff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's... Uh, Sagittaria looks stunning. This look looks very modern. I mean, this is probably the best look on the runway so far. It's the, the cleanest and most chic one, I think. This this is the one that I can most imagine a pop star wearing. A, a, a hip, modern yep. pop star who's got a really this, active Instagram account. This is a sleigh. This is a sleigh. With those Absolute high-waisted sleigh. pants and the crop top. She looks fantastic. Tom, we've seen it all. We've seen the comedy sets. We've seen the fashion. Who are your... Top two and bottom two. Has it changed? No, I stand by it all, really. I think 
I think Killer and Carmen are probably in the top. Although I did really enjoy Duvimas as well. And I think Poopy and Sagittaria are my bottom girls this week. Poopy wasn't in the bottom from the set because she was close. That look. The look wasn't great. I mean, it's a metaphor because she shot herself <laughs> with her outfit. <laughs> and, and then... With that performance. And then macheted herself and all the and rest. Then, yeah, and then she just cut her own head off. Girl... <laughs> Girl. Girl, the winner this week for me, I would like the winner to be definitely between Carmen and Killer, but I think I laughed more with Carmen. I think for me, Carmen was my favourite, um, and I the judges like her so much and they tend to sleep on Killer, so I think it's very likely Carmen's got the win this week. yeah. I would give it. I will give it. I'm not going to say that because they're sleeping on color that she's not going to win. I think deservedly the win is Carmen. Not I love color, but I think Carmen's got the win for this week. Very, very close behind. I'll give it to color. Yeah, Killer was fab. She's the, really, really good. The bottom two for me is definitely Poopy and Sagittaria. I think to us, she's pretty safe this week. She's safe. She's yeah. safe. Although that look from Sagittaria was just oh amazing. Yeah, but it shouldn't. I shouldn't save her. Because that sounds like Drag Race Down Under judging right there. All right. Well, that's our take. Let's see what the others say. There is so much for us to really dissect. There really Really. is. Um, A lot happened. Um, Before we even get into the judging, there was a moment on stage time. And let's let's have a talk about this where the Vima shows what we all love. A bit of vulnerability Mm -hmm. about... um, really her relationship with Carmen Farala. Yeah. And basically saying what she's been saying throughout the whole show. She came in here to be a bitch, mm-hmm. but she it's really hard to be a bitch to people who have so much heart and, and love for you, isn't it? And it's, it's a really very hard to... loving season of Drag Race. Like, the the shade has been playful, and there's been lots of very tender moments where the girls lots have been of very love. supportive of each other. There's, a, yeah. there's so much love in this in Drag Race España. And Carmen and Davima seem especially close, yeah. to the point where they brought the same outfit, and Carmen volunteered to not just... And she made that outfit that she wore in her own way. It was stunning. She made that in the workroom. I mean, we're not surprised. Week one, she she should have won. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, mm-hmm. she's very up there. And, I mean, she made all of that. I mean, it was said last week by, again, Davima. Yeah. Davima saying, oh, Garcia, you shouldn't have won. I should have gone to Carmen. <laughs> Carmen made a purse. She made a bra. She made a bell. She made a this. <laughs> But like, yeah, I'm not surprised that she did make that. And but it was the sacrifice that she made. And she also for... gave her the MTV award prop. Exactly. And she, she did said, the um. She did a whole. She had some problems with the stoning, and she said, "Well, if it doesn't work out, you can wear the original one that I brought." The bag of chips in uh, Davina the Campo. Yeah. Well, the snatch game with Davina is like, Except... well, you can wear my outfit since I'm not doing it. But it was more magnanimous this it way was more, with, with Carmen. more sincerity. Yeah, wasn't it? Carmen was they like, they clearly love each other to bits, and they were in tears. Carmen was like. Like, we're not going to do a season uh, nine, mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. We're not going to do a season eight, mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Who was the first season to do the kimonos? It was season eight, wasn't it? Season eight, because that was the first Madonna runway. And then they did it again in season nine. Was it season nine or season ten? They did the redo in season nine, that's right. And it happened again, really. Well, they had two material girls and they had two Met Gala uh, punky so, it's like, so good on Carmen for doing that and she opened up and there was a bit of a lot of emotions and I really do feel this, this is my take on it I felt 
that the Vima heard you're in the bottom this week. And mm-hmm. the Vima was already thinking, I'm really already bidding time. I re- I'm already yeah. here on, um, you know, I'm, I'm, re- I'm already here on time I shouldn't be. I'm mm-hmm. buying time. I got two bottoms. Everyone here has a win. If I'm in the bottom one more time, regardless of, of what happens, if I haven't yet cured coronavirus <laughs> and show it on stage during yes. my lip sync, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, I think she was like, oh. She well, said, what can I do before I go? I can be the biggest cheerleader for Carmen, my best friend. Mm-hmm. I can really, really help make her look good because I'm definitely not going to win. Yeah. And and she just, it, it was a reality. And I think it was, yeah, it was very strategic. There's a lot of Very heartfelt emotion. and sincere what she did there. And how all the girls came to her yeah. in that moment as well. It's it was, it was It was nice. It really, really touched me. And then that moment moves into the final part. That we're going to talk about now, yes. which is the end. The winner of this week was Carmen Farala. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well deserved, Carmen. Very, very well deserved. And let's just say that Killer Queen was definitely a close second. Now, this is where it happens. Now, the bottom two this week was... Sagittaria and Devima. And Devima. With Poopy Safe. With Poopy Safe. Now, I will say this again. Devima should not have been in the bottom. And can I say this is the second time they've sacrificed the Vima to save Poopy. They did yeah. it in episode one. Mm-hmm. They put the Vima in the in the bottom of episode yeah. one where it actually should have been Poopy. Yeah. They saved Poopy that time. So the Vima mm-hmm. was there again. The Vima had to take it for Poopy. And now yeah. again, where Poopy definitely should have been in the bottom. And think- it wasn't the weight of expectation for her to be great. It was effects effects she I just wasn't that good there's a little bit of Davima seeing the writing on the wall here there, I think exactly I mean I think the judging on the whole in this season has been pretty fair there hasn't been a huge amount that we've disagreed with but this is perhaps the second time we feel that Poopy's been spared and Davima was the one and who Div- had, she had became the sacrificial times, lamb the, yeah the, both times Davina was Davina was the sacrificial lamb yeah. so I think when that happened it was it was very clear to her this is not my time and I think also she's seeing kind of like her friend Carmen who she sees as perhaps being a more worthy winner and perhaps seeing Poopy getting a bit of a push to the end yeah um, and so yeah it's difficult for her. and also she's against the friend with whom she's rekindled the frenemy with whom she's rekindled a friendship Sagittaria so the lip sync is between Davima and Sagittaria and this has never happened before. Um, this is the second time. The first thing has happened in Dragon of España. The first These time was played by their own rules. So the NT girl, that what rules? What <laughs> rules, girl? <laughs> NT was NT was the first queen to not go back onto the stage. Yes. She just left. Now we got the Vima, who's the first queen who actually stayed on stage but didn't move. The first queen, yeah, the she, first queen to not, stand there like a statue. Yeah. It wasn't even a Charlie Hyde's. It no. wasn't even like get off my lawn. Pointing the the point is, is she literally just it wasn't sat even a there. Ginny Lemon. She, she didn't just, walk off. She just stood there and was like, "Okay, cool." The only thing for me is, a I understand Davima. You should not have been the bottom. I think mm-hmm. everyone can agree she shouldn't have been the bottom. And I think she's allowed to feel. I would feel mad mm-hmm. at that point. So I can understand her reluctance to do anything anyone tells her to do right now because this isn't fair. But what she should have done at the very least, I like, I do appreciate and I do like that she didn't cowardly walk off like Jenny Lemon. She Mm. didn't just walk off and who, yeah, I didn't, I really, when Jenny did that, I was like, yeah, 
that wasn't yeah you weren't a big fan of that no moment. i was not i wasn't um she can keep walking really <laughs> uh i like that she she didn't walk off but i do feel like she should have at least gone off the stage and let them have a moment to watch Sagittarius at mm-hmm. least perform because it's hard to appreciate a performance when there's a sour face on the stage occupying it. It's an I awkward. See what you mean. It's it's awkward for the performer. It's awkward for Sagittarius because Sagittarius because the judges were just like, "What's happening?" And you can see them trying to egg on Davima, mm-hmm. but why are you putting your energy into someone who's just standing there as opposed to giving your energy and applause and love to someone who's actually lip syncing for their life so it kind of took a lot of the focus away and a lot of the appreciation away from Sagittarius and what she was trying to do mm-hmm. this is her first time in the bottom she's terrified as well yeah so I I felt like she could have at least gone off the stage and then come back on after and then said her reasoning she could have done it a little differently couldn't she but I know it's very on brand for Dovima to stand there like a beautiful statue I think with her imperious face um Sagittaria, we, we should give her props. She was she performed very, very well. Yeah. She's every inch the sexy young pop star. We we got some dips, we got some splits. She danced quite beautifully. But it was a lot a lot a lot of the beauty of her performance was taken away. It was. A lot of the beauty of her performance was taken away because uh the Vim was on stage. But and it, then afterwards the, the reasoning was given. She did help us to understand it more and she spoke with a lot of heart. Everyone was moved. She said that she, in no way did she want to stand in Sagittarius' way um, because she saw her as a much worthier competitor. Well, then she sort of stepped her ass off the stage and then come back on after. I guess, you know, we could we could, we could, could spend a lot of time quibbling about the way that she did it, but I think her intent was sincere. Um, and so she's actually spent a lot of the episode kind of cheering on her girls in different ways. Uh, revealing that she came in with the int- we we spotted it from the very beginning actually that she intended to be a bitch, but she actually struggled to maintain that facade. And we know you know a lot of people try to maintain the the bitch facade because they are actually insecure and it's a, it's a form of armor. Uh, but she she couldn't maintain it. It's like it's like it's like her heart melted when she bonded with the girls there, and she said that the you know the biggest prize she won essentially was making all these new friendships. Yeah, it was a bittersweet send off. Mm. I guess. I mean, there were tears. Everyone was crying. The judges were really moved, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it, I'm just happy it wasn't like a disres. I like that she. St- she didn't dance fine, but at least she didn't just saunter off stage yeah. and think that she was cool like Jenny did. Or God, you know, stuck I really that, hated you? when she did that. I have no respect for that. <laughs> I, I, she she literally was. I'm too cool for this. But then situation didn't apply. <laughs> Seriously, it, it wasn't. It was. There was nothing cool about that. There was nothing honorable about that. What I did like what she did is she said, like, fine, I'm not going to do it. I am angry. I'm broken. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to sit here and let you send me off. Yeah. It, it, I'll play the game to there. Yeah. Let the process happen. Yeah. I'm going to let it happen. I'm not going to tell you, I'm a rebel. I'm a best. I'm just going to do it my own way. Huh? She didn't do that. She actually stayed there till the end and let them do the judgments as they did. Do you know, it's interesting in retrospect as well that she, I think out of all the Hispania girls, she paid more tribute to Inti than any of the others, uh, which just makes you feel like she got where she was coming from. Yeah. 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 All right. 
What a great episode it was. It was. I mean, what another it's emotional moving. roller coaster. What well, wasn't uh, emotional last week? I th- the last one was a bit like meh. Was the acting one that I just was like, yeah, I it's get a bit on funny. Yeah. Well, this, so you this know, one was a good recovery ch- episode. Oh, this we, one restored my faith in yeah. the Espana. Well, the, the, the runway was stunning last week. We didn't get the reference material as much with this week's runway, but we laughed a lot at the 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 roast. It was yeah. great. It was a good episode. We love these girls. They're the fabulous. Final four, the final four is Sagittarius with one win, one lip sync. Mm-hmm. We've got Killer Queen, one win, one lip sync. Mm-hmm. We've got Poopy Poisson, one win, one lip sync. And we've got no, Car- no lip sync. None. Poopy is not lip synced. How has that happened? How? Carmen and Poopy are the two with. Well, Carmen's got two wins now, and no lip sync. They're really trying to make sure Poopy is a contender, aren't they? Yeah, but I mean, the statistics her. are kind of speaking for themselves at one point. At Join us point. next week when we look over the. Is it the final next week? Doesn't look like it. it looks like it's the makeover. The makeover. Yeah. Oh, Tom, we see semi-finals. We lied. There Sorry, we go. everyone. Sorry, everyone. There we go. There's maybe more than we anticipated. But again, <laughs> just join us next week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Send us a message if you like. Thank you so much for all your messages and your yeah, love. Yeah, we love it, it really guys. It makes our day. And we, we really do love engaging with you. We do. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So that's it. Join us next week. No, join us in a few days with All Stars <laughs> yeah, All Stars 6. Yeah. And it will be out on time again. Should be. No more national tours yet. Okay? <laughs> that's on hold Not for, for now. Not for a few months. Not for a few months. But yeah. thank you very much. This is Bowl. And Dr. Tom. See you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.